Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. From Decrypt.co, this is Matthew Aaron. Today on the show, actually, I don't know what's on the show today because I forgot to do my notes. So I'm going to wait until my notes are done. I will be right back. From Decrypt.co, this is Matthew Aaron. Today on the show, Edward Snowden gets paid $35,000 to talk about Bitcoin. Another DeFi token is taking off. Surprise, surprise. And in our main story, we sit down with the CEO and founder of Band Protocol to talk about their partnership with Binance coming up on the Decrypt Daily. What's up, everybody? I hope everybody's having a great week so far. Today is August 19th, 2020. Wednesday, by the way, Wednesday. I haven't even opened my crypto prices today, so you're going to be the first to look at the prices with me. Let's find out what is going on. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. I'm recording this at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and Bitcoin has disappointed me. It dropped below 12000 It is at $11,879.85. Down 1.1% from yesterday. Ethereum, 414. Down 2.6% from yesterday. Litecoin, 6279. Down 6% from yesterday. Chainlink, 7006. Up 5.3% from yesterday. And XRP, 29.4 cents down 3.35% from yesterday. Only in cryptocurrency can you have swings like that. Oh my goodness. I don't know what's going on. One day you're hopeful, one day you're ecstatic. Next day you're wondering, are we going to go back into another bear? This is just PTSD, by the way. This is PTSD after 2017 and the beginning of 2018. All we've seen was down, 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 down. December 2018, we saw $3,300 Bitcoin. We saw $4,000 Bitcoin back in March because of the coronavirus scare and the economy and shutting down and everything. And every time we see it down, we're like, this is it. But is it? Total market cap for all cryptocurrency is at $370.4 billion. BTC dominance, 59.2%. In our main story today, we have CEO and co-founder of Band Protocol, Soroviz Sinawakun to tell about Band Protocol's partnership with Binance. Major announcement today for the company, for Binance, and for DeFi. Let's get into that conversation. Okay, so Band has been seeing some major rises over the past couple of weeks. There's some big news coming out today. I am very excited to put this on the show and have an exclusive with you. Can you first, before we get into that big news, tell me, what is Band? Sure. Um, so Band Protocol essentially is a decentralized um, cross-chain Oracle solution. Um, and what that means is essentially an Oracle is someone who connects smart contract and decentralized applications such as you know DeFi, decentralized finance to off-chain data and API, right? Um, if you follow the industry, you will understand that smart contract um, have a, one big problem that it cannot access real-world information or essentially any data outside of the native blockchain, right? And that make their use case fairly limited. 
Um, and that's why band protocol exists to solve these problems. That has been one of the major problems that you know, sort of limited use case so far. Um, and, and that's why right now Oracle is getting a lot of attention, given that you know, all the DeFi will really need to depend on Oracle to connect the data to smart contracts. So every time I see, see or hear the, the word Oracle, I think of the lady that Neo would go to talk to in The Matrix. And, and so what was the Oracle in The Matrix? Was she basically a connection between uh, real, real-time data and what was happening in The Matrix? Is that what she was? Yeah, and I guess I guess the the word Oracle here essentially stem from the fact that we are you know reporting some um, real fact, right, or reporting some sort of data or information. So as you as you mentioned, yes, you can make that analogy where um, you know that I guess fictitious um, character is the one that processed you know the power of a foresight, right, knowing you know what is the true information, knowing what is the future. Um, so applying that to what we mean by Oracle here is essentially some service that know any factual information, um, maybe not in the future, but essentially any information that exists in the real world, we are the one that you know process that and you know, bring that into the blockchain application. That's that's awesome. So now you have to go ahead and tell me what is the big news with Binance. Sure. Um, so as you know, you know we've been you know incubated, you know invested by Binance Lab. We launched on you know Binance um, Launchpad um, last year. And now we just finished our integration into the new Binance Smart Chain that Binance just launched, right? Um, and this is actually pretty exciting because, as you know, Binance has been a really big dominant player um, as a centralized exchange and also as a whole ecosystem, right? They go beyond exchange. Um, and, and right now, they are also focusing pretty much on DeFi um, and even smart contract layer. And that's why, apart from the old Binance chain, they are launching this new Binance Smart Chain, which enable more smart contract, more DeFi, that's supposed to be more scalable than Ethereum's and more user-friendly, right? Um, and we're really excited because obviously us as an Oracle, we want to serve every major blockchain in the world, including Ethereum's, including Binance Smart Chain. Um, this recent development will allow you know, any developers who build with Binance Smart Chain to access again, real-world information, able to build decentralized finance um, much more easier than before, as well as you know, leverage the, the new technology to make it more user-friendly and more scalable. And we're really excited to drive this adoption along with the Binance team. So why is this important for DeFi? Again, if you look at decentralized finance, right, there are many categories from, you know, lending protocol like Awe, um, like Compound. There's a stable coin like MakerDAO. There's, a, you know, derivative option like, you know, synthetics, right? All of these applications, all these decentralized finance rely on Oracle. Every single one of them will need Oracle to sort of connect, you know, either a, you know, a cryptocurrency price feed or even stock price feed or commodities. Um, so Oracle is such an important infrastructure, right? Why is it important to DeFi? Of course, we will hope to secure the smart contract, make sure everything is you know, operating um, with the right logic, with the right information. Now, because Binance Smart Chain is built to be much more scalable, as you know, recently um, with, with Ethereum right, and the rise of DeFi and usages, gas fee has been one of the big, big problems. It's almost unusable, right, for any, um, I guess, non-power users. If we talk about retail users, if you want to, you know, lend some money or some digital asset right now, the gas fee can, you know, easily go up to like $100, which doesn't really make sense for any small um, retail investors or retail users, right? It's just simply not usable. Um, and that's why for us, we are quite bullish on all these, you know, different smart contract platforms, including Binance Smart Chain, um, that, you know, we were able to create a new decentralized finance application that are more scalable, more user-friendly, and eventually we can drive this toward more mass adoption. 
right? Um, I think a lot of people talk about DeFi gaining traction, but we are still really early. If you look at the total log value now, it's probably like six billion, right? Um, that's probably like less than five percent of the whole um, blockchain, um, you know, um, market cap right now. And if you look, look at the grand scheme of things, the blockchain, the whole blockchain market cap is really, really tiny compared to traditional market like stock and commodities. Um, so we, I think we still have a lot of room to grow. You know, my mom and dad have never used this. Um, so, you know, I'm really excited for new application to come um, that would be more user friendly and bring more mass adoption to this industry. How much of this is speculation? Look, DeFi has $6 billion invested or stored in smart contracts right now as of yesterday. And it's probably gone up a billion dollars since, since I reported it yesterday right. with the way this is moving. Decentralized finance actually being used doesn't even have a use case or people are just throwing money in there as a possibility speculating on the future of the of DeFi success right um i think there are two parts to that um the first part is is that real adoption the answer is i think clearly yes you know even without you know, the the recent yield farming even without the recent you know launch of a lot of these governance tokens it, essentially before comp right <laughs> before compile launched the tokens there are real usages right we hit almost 1 billion at that time um and so even without all this I would say short-term or medium-term incentive, there are already users um, who actually use this DeFi either to long asset, to borrow asset and trust them, to borrow asset and leverage them. You know, there, there are actual use cases that are happening. So for me, yes, the answer is you know, clearly yes, there's adoption. Now, is $6 billion really real adoption now? Um, that's debatable. A lot of these money are short-term because they want to you know, new farm, they want to you know, um, get a lot of these quick return um, because of all this subsidization from, from projects, right? Um, will it be sustainable? I, my guess is yes, um, because again, there are real needs um, for a lot of these decentralized finance. And I think a lot of these incentives like new farming just serve as a catalyst to make that happen faster, right? As people try the product, people actually learn how it actually works, right? It's, it's similar to how Uber, you know, you know um, I guess a young startup tried to you know, subsidize their users, right? By giving a lot of this cash back, a lot of reward program. In a sense, this is similar, right? Um, and, and that's why I'm quite bullish that this is just the beginning of, of the DeFi. So we see the we see the problems with Ethereum, with the gas prices and what have you. But then we see other people coming into the space that are, are trying to create uh, new either oracles or platforms or, or scaling solutions for DeFi, but the demand for DeFi is not even is it not even there yet to create this. So I'm, I'm just to piggyback on the question about speculation, is this just a money grab from other people that are coming into the space to try to create solutions for demand that isn't even there? It's kind of like, you know, somebody makes a car, we see the problems with the car, mm -hmm. but there's right. not enough people to buy the cars already. So I'm going to make more cars. Right. Well, for one, I think I disagree that there's no demand, right? Um, if you look at the demand for DeFi on top of Ethereum, what sort of started with Maker and Compound is essentially all of us are holding this asset, right? Digital asset like Ethereum, uh, for example, or Bitcoin, for example, that are essentially doesn't provide any yield to it, right? Um, I just hold it passively um, as an investment, but it doesn't produce me any return, just like a you know, gold, right? Now, the question then become, you know, how do we produce yield toward this you know, non-yield asset um, so that they become more productive, right? And that's sort of start the whole DeFi movement on top of Ethereum, right? Um, and, and now if you look at that framework, if you look at that framework and demand point of view that, hey, if I hold a digital asset, I want to produce some yield from that, right? Now, would that apply to other digital assets on different blockchain? The answer for me is yes. If I hold, let's say, Atom on top of you know, Cosmos, obviously I want to have some more yield apart from staking. 
right? If I hold dot from polka dot, obviously I want to, you know, see more yield if that is possible. So for me, there is a lot of demand from all these different assets across the different blockchain, um, and BNB included with Binance Smart Chain. So, um, so for me, there is real demand from a lot of those people that already hold these assets and want to make it more productive, right? Um, so I don't necessarily think that is a money graph. Of course, you know, with the bull market, there are some scammer trying to create some quick product, make some quick cash. Um, but at the same time, you know, over the past two three years in the bear market, we have seen a lot of really credible team, you know, working really hard to produce some of these, um, you know, usable, um, you know, I guess, smart contract and decentralized application that people will use. So I'm actually quite bullish across you know, all these different blockchain that try to solve uh, scalabilities. Hey, thank, thank you for that. Uh, my, my last question is about Binance. Now, I know you don't work for Binance and, and you, you don't represent Binance, but you do have a better insight of what they're trying to do with uh, the positioning in the crypto space. I see them as trying to be, say, the Amazon of the okay. crypto space. They're doing, a, they're doing a little bit of everything. They're buying different companies. They're going into, you know, uh, coin market cap. They're, you know, doing exchanges, you know, in, in all kinds of different countries and being in, you know, in compliance with regulations if they need to in those countries. Um, they're, you know, now going into DeFi. They're really all over the place in the crypto space. What is their big goal uh, for Binance, are they trying to be the Amazon of crypto or, or do you think they're just, you know, mm -hmm. kind of trying to test the waters and figure out their place outside of exchanges? I think, I think, I think a better at a comparison for me is, again, I don't represent Binance, but in my opinions, I view Binance as the Google um, more than more than Amazon. And the fact that obviously as Google, right, they provide search engine, like, you know, everyone who want to serve internet, you should go through Google, right? Um, similarly for Binance, you know, almost everyone who want to trade cryptocurrencies usually go through Binance as one of the, you know, the biggest global um, cryptocurrency exchange, right? Now, as a, as a Google, again, you're not just focusing on, obviously the core business is, you know, third engine, it's pretty much the same way as how Binance core business is still exchange first, right? Centralized exchange first. But of course, you know, they want to diversify their uh, business. They want to make sure they can provide the whole ecosystem to, you know, to the whole crypto space, which is really, you know, is involved at a really fast pace, right? And that's why for me, what I view Binance is they want to future-proof their business and existence. And that's why they would jump in into all these different business that are related as a whole ecosystem. Some will work out, which is good. Some may not work out, which is fine, as long as you know they do some toll into experimenting all of this. Just like how Google have so many different products, some of them work out, some of them do not, right? But at least it's sort of future proof whatever it is to come. I mean, if you look at exchange um, in the past, just past five years, right? Before we used to have Bittrex, Polonex, right? People ask when Polo, when Bittrex, right? Uh, back in the days until it become win Binance, right? Um, and of course, who is going to guarantee that? That's not going to change in the future, right? The only thing that would guarantee that is for them to continue to evolve, innovate, and you know, try to go around on and, and, and participate in all this ecosystem play. Um, and that's why I'm quite bullish on this whole ecosystem. Right on, Sorovis. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you. And in other news, Bitcoin mining companies are pivoting to AI chips. As everybody knows, right now it's ASICs, but AI chips may be the future as lower profitability makes it harder for these companies to stay in business. Largest Bitcoin miners and manufacturers are looking into this new AI chip technology, including Bitmain. As a quote from Token Insight says, for a long-term perspective, blockchain mining has changed from its original high-yield state to deterministic and stable returns. Competition is getting fierce out there. Gotta get the best tech to do the job. 
Surprise, surprise, DeFi again. Another Bitcoin on Ethereum DeFi token is taking off. The REN BTC supply has increased 200% in five days, adding more than $115 million to the DeFi ecosystem. REN BTC uses smart contracts to manage cross-chain conversions as opposed to WBTC's trusted third-party custodians. REN BTC now makes up more than 20% of all Bitcoin on the Ethereum blockchain. And the entity that screws you and keeps on screwing the U.S. government. Edward Snowden got paid $35,000 to talk about Bitcoin and the U.S. government is looking for its cut. The U.S. government is suing the NSA whistleblower, seeking proceeds from his book sales, speeches, and conferences. The new documents reveal that Snowden made $1.2 million in speaking fees in virtual conferences and at least $35,000 of it came from Bitcoin and crypto firms. Snowden has earned an average of $19,000 per speaking engagement. His highest paid engagement was $50,000 for a talk given on behalf of Hong Kong-based brokers firm CSLA Limited. The lowest was $3,000 for a talk given to the University of Iowa. And as we all know, the only thing certain in life is death and taxes. Snowden, you gotta pay up. Which actually, for $3,000, I'll pay that to get him on the show. Edward, if you're listening, come on the show. $3,000. I'll even go one higher. I'll go 3500 Come on the show and let's have a good talk about Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, and the future of technology, privacy, and your digital assets, your data. And remember, all these links to the Decrypt articles are in the show notes. Click them, read the full stories. Don't just take my word for it. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Aaron. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate us, and share this podcast on any platform you are listening to this podcast. It helps us stay visible. And with the volatile market, the raging DeFi market, and the potential bull run and all-time highs for your favorite cryptocurrency, you do not want you or your friends to be left behind. Make sure you're subscribed and getting your news from Decrypt and the Decrypt Daily. Happy hodling. We'll see you tomorrow.